Um, mm-hmm. I think there's so much pressure, especially on like 20 somethings um, to find exactly what they want to do. Even even like when people are in high school and like when they're 18, I felt this of just like, oh, yeah. you have to know what you want to do in life. You have to know what you're good at and you have to like have, you know, like this six figure career by the time you turn 20. <laughs> and yeah, it's just ridiculous because it's like, um, you know, like even though I say it's great great to find your passion and, and and how that weaves into your career if you haven't found that yet if you're still like trying to figure things out that's okay like it might take you a hot second welcome to another episode of the light and dark photography podcast i'm your host john mansfield um, every week i bring you conversations with photographers and other creative entrepreneurs who share tips and strategy and inspiration to help you grow your community build your business and create the lifestyle you always dream of joining me on the show today is nathan chansky he is a wedding and elopement photographer educator, uh, podcast host of the Passion with Purpose podcast, which I am currently loving right now. Um, and uh, I, I I also love alliteration, the Purpose with Podcast. <laughs> it's just the peas, they pop, it's good. Um, but yeah, today we are talking about how you can align your passions with your brand. And uh, to get you in the mood, like in the mindset of this episode, um, I wanted to read something from Nathan's website. Um, I know. Yeah, you didn't know I was going to do this. (laughs) Um, But he said, and I loved this because it's just like it ties in so well with the topic today. He said that he believes that if you find what you love, if you find what lights you up, you will tap into energy and potential that you never dreamed possible and like let's go nathan Mm -hmm. welcome to the show i am i'm so ready so ready to talk with you today yeah thank you so much for having me it's such an honor to be here so i appreciate it absolutely yeah so for um for the listeners um can you give us a little background into into nathan chansky where you're located what you photograph all those things Yeah, so I'm actually located in Western Michigan, so the Mitten State, and um, I have basically... Is that like... Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Is that like the the, the pinky area of the Mitten? Yeah, kind which, of. Which hand it's is like it? It's like the lower pinky. Okay, <laughs> yeah. the lower. And yeah, cool. I guess it lower does depend. Pinky. It depends what <laughs> hand you use per time. Um, but it would be like right there. So it's perfect. That's good to know. Um, but yeah, I know that's where I'm located. And um, I've basically been shooting um, for about the past. Well, I've been shooting for the past like decade, but I've really made uh, photography my full time career, especially focusing on weddings and couples for the past three years. Um, a little over three three years now, and um, yeah, I, I've I've always been doing that, and I've loved it, and I I think it just um, it's like the best job I could kind of imagine for myself just like going to spend these days with people who are excited and who are having such a transformational experience happen in their life at that point um Mm. so that's like such a blessing that i get to do that um and then also i am an educator so i stepped into that role kind of about a year ago and really started to um take what i've learned and share with other people and um just like whoever wants to be along on that journey for me with me and whoever whoever wants to like 
hear what I have to say, like come on along. And um, so that's been a really fulfilling part of what I do just because it's like such an awesome, fun way to give back and to serve people outside of myself. Um, so yeah, I absolutely love what I do. And um, that's kind of me in my, my professional life in a nutshell. <laughs> nice. Yes. I love it. It's, and that feels like just, I don't remember how long ago it was that I found you. I knew it was like very on, uh, very on, very early on in your, uh, your podcast, like maybe like okay. episode three or something. Okay. Wow. And, uh, and, uh, I don't, I don't remember how I found out. Maybe it was Spotify being like, Hey, this is a new podcast and it's about <laughs> photography and like, um, and passion and stuff like that, that you care yeah. about. You should listen. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, like, from from then i don't know you're like uh what about a year in or not quite i don't know in how podcasting many, what's yeah in podcasting oh like four months in it's oh. been pretty recent okay yeah. wow i just <laughs> I feel like i've known you for so long um oh, that's, okay. that's, that's the goal I love yeah that. but like that i guess four months or so that i've known known about you like I, that feels very in line with your personality just like serving people getting to walk alongside people and and uh you know your couples and mm -hmm. other photographers and like help them through the uh sometimes uh dark treacherous uh paths of yeah. entrepreneurship and yeah. um and there's a lot of things that you can that look shiny and look good in in other people's businesses that mm -hmm. aren't uh right. that don't fit for yours absolutely um, but yeah and and i mean that kind of like ties in with our topic about like aligning your passion with your brand because mm -hmm. that feels like you have done that, uh, which makes sense why you are talking on this, this topic. Yeah. Um, but, um, could you like through, throughout your career, has there been a lesson or, um, like a piece of advice or something that you have learned or just like really taken in that has changed your outlook on life or business in general? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of different things I could say on this. And obviously, I feel like so many people could say different things. And um, right when I get asked this question, it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm inundated, I'm inundated in my head for like all these different things that I could say. Yeah. Um, honestly, probably one of the biggest things that transformed for me um, was just like between my ears, like what was in my head? What was I thinking? Um, just like the mindset that I had and the transformation that happened there. I think that a lot of people, they like to look towards um, things more external to find some sort of answer for their business or answer to kind of achieve some sort of success. And they really like to, yeah, they, tr they try to look externally and they try to look for the next hack. They try to look for the next um, tip or the next like strategy or something like that um, mm -hmm. in order to get them where they need to be. And now there's nothing wrong with hacks and tips and strategies, and there's nothing wrong with um, actually getting the knowledge that you need to um, to get there. 
But fundamentally, what I believe is the most impactful is the person at their core, their mindset and what they believe about themselves and what they believe about the world around them. I think that so often we can sometimes get caught in these ruts of having whether it be a poor self image of ourself um, or we can have like this mentality that uh, like the world wasn't meant to like the world is out to get us. The world is against us or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Or we can have um, just poor habits that stem from our personality or not our personality, more of like our mindset, um, uh, just kind of things of like, oh, I'm lazy or, oh, I'm not disciplined. And um, we just accept these things about ourselves and we're so um, ingrained in doing them and just functioning with these things in our lives. Um, but what really changed for me um, when I saw the biggest change in my business was when I really learned to heal my mindset and I really dug deep and um, and I was really like, okay, how can I not something externally giving me something, but how can I like from who I am, how can I change the way that I maybe think or change the way that I have done something or change the way that I um, push myself to new heights. Um, because again, fundamentally everything starts and ends with you as the person, you as the business owner. Um, there's, if you have the best strategy out there, if you have, um, the best gear out there, if you have, um, like even the best coach out there or the best course or something out there, none of it matters until you in your head decide to be somebody and decide that you are going to, um, yeah, just show up as the version of yourself that you want the goal version of of yourself. Um, so honestly, like that was probably the biggest thing for me that I, I could probably give as advice. Like, um, is like, it starts with you. It starts with, um, bettering yourself. It starts with healing your mindset, healing, um, the way you think about yourself and the way you think about your capability. So that's probably what I would say. Yes. Oh man, Nathan, I feel like you just took us to church on that. It's like, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. That is, it's so, so powerful that, uh, mindset mindset transformation from looking externally mm-hmm. and trying to you know al- al- allowing others to to talk to you and like tell you where you need to go or even just like that comparison of I see where they are mm-hmm. and that's where I should be yeah but looking inward to yourself and oh yeah and having that that like internal motivation yeah um, to where you don't have to rely on other people to motivate you and to get right. up and do things because um, yeah. i like i've had so many mindsets that i've had to overcome mm-hmm. um you know at seasons of laziness where i told myself like well i'm 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 lazy like i i'm not i'm not hustling enough or whatever and then like speaking that negativity into mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. it just bred more laziness and yeah. it bred more like well you know i've got an excuse i'm okay mm-hmm. to like not go out here and hustle like it's it's okay that i'm not doing all these things that i mm-hmm. should be doing for my business or in my life because you know I'm, I'm just a lazy person. Right. Uh, yeah. You like take that identity and then the yeah. actions that proceed out of that, like just reinforce that identity over again. And it's just like this cycle that keeps running. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the, the introvert shy, uh, mindset was a big one for me because mm. I grew up very shy. didn't like to talk to a lot of people, any mm-hmm. new people. I was just kind of like, I don't know, like maybe the third time that we meet, I'll like have a conversation with you. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, it was, it was really changing that mindset to where I wasn't telling myself, well, I'm just a shy person. That's why I don't talk mm-hmm. in 
group settings. Right. Um, but like yeah. putting myself out there and getting uncomfortable. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, and, and so much of life is getting uncomfortable. And, uh, and, and that's like where a lot of growth is. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. I totally resonate with that. I think that, you know, like there've been so many times in my life where it's like, I've told myself that something is just the way that it is for me. And I just like leave it. And then you just accept this identity of something. Um, and I think a lot of times, like something that really helped me think about things is just because I did something just because like at one point I did something, or even if I did something multiple times over and it was like a, a demonstrated habit in my life, that does not fundamentally mean that that's my identity that actually just, those are just facts. Those are just, um, those are just events that happened. That does not mean that it is who I am. So I think a lot of times like what people do is they, you know, they make a mistake or something like that, or they fall back into like, whether it's like laziness or um, something like that. And they're like, oh, well, I am that mistake or I am um, like proof positive that is who I am. And now I have to be that (laughs) for the rest of my life. But if you can just look at it as a fact and be like, okay, this happened um, and then move on you don't claim that identity and it's so much easier to move beyond those things and to, um, reach something different the next time, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I see that. Like, as you were talking about that, I was thinking of, um, like the way that my wife and I parent our children. Um, Mm. we have three kids between almost two and seven and there have been days where it's just like bickering, fighting, slapping, you know, they're stealing toys from each other. And instead of, talking to them in a way of like, you know, you know, you're always doing this or, yeah. you know, stop, stop being this way. Or, you know, you're, you're not being nice right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we always like start with the like positive affirmations of like, Hey, you are a kind person. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's who you are, what you're doing right now, what you just did hitting your sister was that kind. And yeah. then they're just like, no, that's, it wasn't kind. And then like that, it, it reinforces the, like, you're a kind person instead of telling them that, you know, yeah, Hey, you're being mean right now. It's like, what you just did was, was not kind, right? You are kind. So that doesn't fit your personality. That does Mm -hmm. not fit your character. Let's go back to who you are. Yeah. And, um, and like that we've seen such, such great behavior come out of that. And, you know, still, still have the bickering times still have the little <laughs> fights and stuff but overall they're very um like they love each other we uh, took a picture of like the three of them just like sitting on the couch all yeah. just like arm in arm around each other <laughs> just chilling yesterday i was like this is great this oh, is, I love this that. is what we live for yeah. Uh, but yeah there's like that that positive affirmation that we can mm-hmm. tell ourselves it just it just adds uh and and brings us back to no i i am not a a lazy person or i yeah. am not uh you know someone who's who's not going to go to these networking events and get to meet mm-hmm. people like yeah. i'm not just going to sit in my bubble right i'm going to go out this is going to be difficult for me i know that it's going to be difficult because yeah. you know whatever you know circumstances in the past has shifted me on the side oh yeah uh, but you can you can, you can move yourself wherever you need to go. Exactly. Yeah. We, it's like, 
it's like we put ourselves in these boxes and there's mm-hmm. really no, there's really no point in doing that. Like it, it's so damaging. Um, but I think like even people are so like fixated on like finding out like what their personality is or like all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to put myself in a box. I want to be able to discover new things about myself, like each and every day yep. and like positive things about myself. Um, and if something doesn't align with the, the goal version of myself, I'm just like, I don't accept that. Like, I don't, I don't accept that that as my identity um mm-hmm. I, I i have my 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 eyes fixed on something else and that's what i'm gonna like i'm gonna look for ways to prove to myself that i am my goal identity i'm not gonna look for ways to reinforce that i am like this negative version of, of myself you know what I'm <laughs> right saying? oh so. yeah yeah i love that like the all the negative things like I could internalize this, but I'm just going to, I'm going to leave it here. Right. I'm going to keep going with my positivity and going toward the goal that I'm looking for and not let this thing just like grab onto your side and like pull you off focus Yeah. because like we, we are so um, it's so easy for us to fixate on the negative and to like have a whole week of amazing, amazing days. And then you Mm -hmm. have that one moment in one day where it's just like, Ugh, this week was terrible mm-hmm. because that person cut me off and like yeah uh, and like you hold on to that uh instead of just being like you know what i i hope they were like in an emergency not that they need to be in an emergency <laughs> but like i hope that there was a reason behind them right. cutting me off and mm-hmm. um and i'm still here like we didn't get in an accident yeah it's good mm-hmm. i'm gonna go on with my positive uh, exactly yeah which like, like my wife's listening to this episode. She's like, you are the worst. Uh, like that's, that's like how I am whenever I'm driving. I just get so mad at people <laughs> cutting me off. I'm like, there are rules of the yeah. road, sir. Like you, you do not need to be, I am speeding right now and you're passing me on the shoulder mm-hmm. and this is not okay. Um, <laughs> we all have weak moments. Don't worry. Yes, I'm in the same yes. boat. <laughs> yeah. But like five minutes later, I'm back to jamming out to whatever playlist we're doing. Yeah. There you go. Uh, so, I love it. But yeah, man, I I love that. That was not even our topic, but like that was such a good um a good like extra extra little nugget for for you listeners. Hey y'all, quick break to talk to you about one of the tools that has completely changed my business for the better and that is my CRM Tave. Tave is the most customizable studio management system for photographers. They have everything under one roof um, from embedded contact forms that auto generate into new leads to income reports, lead source reports, profit and loss statements, very detailed revenue breakdowns, anything that you want to keep up with your numbers. They've got reports for it. They have built in contract templates, questionnaires for your clients, easy invoicing and quotes it is so much um they also like my favorite part they have these auto populated tokens so in emails you can put client's first name or ceremony address or even specifics down to like maid of honors instagram handle and it'll auto populate it so you don't have to figure out which spelling of caitlin is correct for this bride So go to lightdarkco.com slash Tave, and that's T-A-V-E, to double your 30-day trial to make it a 60-day trial. And you'd think maybe Tave is like 60 bucks a month or something from all those customizations. No, 
you can pay as little as 22 bucks a month, which is a lot less than a lot of other CRMs that I've used in the past that didn't do half of this stuff. So again, lightdarkco.com slash Tave, T-A-V-E. Check out Tave and let the power of customization grow your business. Kind of getting into our topic what i mean we're talking about aligning your passion with your brand what does it look like for a business where you're not aligned mm-hmm. like what does that look like for for the owner what does that look like for um just like how you show yourself to people mm-hmm. yeah i think you know there's been a lot of um good change in this area over especially the past like i'd say Oh, like 10, 20 years. Um, But I think, you know, back in the day when especially like maybe a lot of our parents kind of had their careers um, and you see like the wave of just like how people go from like high school to college to the corporate world and there's no like questions asked. Um, You see a lot of people that get into these careers or get into some sort of um, profession where they really don't love what they do and they really don't have, they don't, they, they don't really have like a tapped in understanding of what they're good at and what uh, they were created to do. And so I think a lot of times what you have is you have this misalignment of, um, you know, like uh, I don't, I don't, I'm doing something and it's making me money, but I don't, I don't really like doing it and it doesn't really feel like it's my area of expertise. So I think that like, for me, like with photography and with what I do as an educator, like it's so aligned for me to the point where, um, I, it, it is very rare for me to feel, um, I guess like emotionally drained, um, from my work because I, I really love what I do and it feels like a calling. And so it's not really like, um, something that I'm, uh, grinding against the gears with. I'm not, Mm -hmm. I'm not going against any grains. Um, it, it feels very aligned for me. So, um, I think a lot of times, like when you see people who are in those positions where it's like, you know, they're doing something, but you can tell they're just doing it for the money. They're just doing it so that they can like get by or something like that. I think that's where you see a misalignment of like, you know, what they're passionate about and then what they're actually stuck in their career for. Um, So yeah, it really depends. And honestly, it can also happen inside your career of passion. So for me, for example, Um, I am a photographer, but I'm also an entrepreneur, like as a whole. So what that means is I'm still running in a complete business. So, um, it's Mm. not just me photographing. It's not just me editing my images. It's not just me, um, doing the things that I know I'm best at, but it's a lot of other things. It's, um, I have to keep my numbers. I have to make sure I'm responding to emails. I have to make sure that I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing all these random different things to run my business. Um, but I think even then, like it's about getting things off your plate that are, are really not your area of um, expertise and not not really your area where you excel and have passion for something. Um, so yeah, I think it just I, I, I truly think that once you have um, your passions aligned with what you actually find yourself doing on a daily basis for your job, it 
it's so much easier to just function. It's so much easier to tap into uh, the energy at your disposal within yourself. Like it just makes things so much more streamlined as opposed to feeling like you're going against the current of your yourself. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of like what I what I notice uh, people kind of doing wrong <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The like that uh, you not wanting to do things or like not getting joy from doing certain things in mm-hmm. your business like yeah that hits that hits hard because like as as uh, an early entrepreneur i felt like i need to do all the things i'm yeah. an entrepreneur i'm you know ceo and i am you know a bookkeeper and yeah. i am you know filing my own taxes and figuring right. out all this stuff and uh which i i have always loved numbers. So that probably wasn't helpful. Like getting into that. I'm like, Oh yeah, numbers and cool. And I can crunch all these things. And when I was only doing six weddings a year, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't like writing off a bunch of stuff. Cause I didn't know about that. Right. But like as, as growing as an entrepreneur, it's like the way that you can find more joy in your business and also scale if you want to, um, or be able to do more in your business is like that delegation of bringing in people to bookkeep, bringing in people Mm -hmm. to edit your photos. If that's Mm -hmm. not something that you find a lot of joy in, I know there are some, some listeners that I've talked to that they love editing. It's just, it's the, the, like the end of the process. It really brings a lot of joy to them to like, edit and like uh you know go in with like creative lighting and stuff like that i'm like yeah that's cool then like keep that mm-hmm. um and and i love that that you mentioned that like like keeping that in the back of your mind as you're doing your day-to-day tasks mm-hmm. as you're doing uh things in your business even like uh niching down i was yeah. i was in the dms this morning uh with with a listener talking about um how she was uh, you know, s- semi new to photography and trying to find a niche and really wanting to niche down now. And, uh, but like trying to get out there and like try a bunch of things. Right. Um, uh, and by yeah. trying those things, you really find, cause I like, I tried newborn photography. Oh yeah. You got to kind of experiment. You got to experiment. And it was like, it was one of my, my early, early couples. Mm-hmm. And then they had a baby like a year after their wedding. Mm-hmm. So they're like, Hey, we want you to do newborn photos. And I did. And it, I didn't really like it, but I was like, you know, I'll try it again. And mm-hmm. then I just, I had a few of them on the books and I was just dreading mm-hmm. those days where I was like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not, I don't feel this. And that was that like my brand was not aligned like I stopped posting any baby photos hmm. on my Instagram, on my website, all of that. And I was like, this is not me. This is not yep. aligned with me. Um, and I think, I think that's such a good, uh, a good thing to keep in mind. Like you're, yeah. you were saying uh, to where you can align and really just uh, like, listen to yourself and where, where you're pulling that, that inner self again, yeah. pulls to where your passions are. 
Yeah. And I, to your, to, to the point that you kind of were making too, a little bit about like kind of trying multiple things. Um, Mm -hmm. I think there's so much pressure, especially on like 20 somethings, um, to find exactly what they want to do. Even, even like when people are in high school and like when they're 18, I felt this of just like, Oh yeah. You have to know what you want to do in life. You have to know what you're good at and you have to like have, you know, like this six figure career by the time you turn 20 <laughs> and yeah it's just ridiculous because it's like um you know like even though i say it's great to find your passion and, and and how that weaves into your career if you haven't found that yet if you're still like trying to figure things out that's okay like it might take you a hot second it's really funny i read i, I think it was a book called think and grow rich by napoleon hill but he was basically talking about the fact that like um a lot of men um i can't really speak to women because i don't know if he spoke about that in the book um but he He's basically saying like a lot of men literally don't even hit their stride career wise until they're like 45, <laughs> like statistic, <laughs> statistically, <Yeah. laughs> um, they don't even like hit their career stride till they're like 45. Um, for women, that's probably earlier because women usually have their like maturity together a little earlier than us guys. Right. Um, oh, yeah. But like, seriously, like I think that some people get so um, I, they get so fixated on like, just like I have to I have to know I have to know right now. Um, but you know, it's okay if you're experimenting. It's okay if you're trying different things. It's okay. Like to me, I even look at something even now in my business, which I feel like my brand, I, I'm pretty clear on what I love to do at this point. But even now, there's still moments where I go and do something and I'm like, you know, I if I never did that again, I wouldn't be sad. And I'm just like mentally taking note, like, huh, this one, this this part of my business or this, this uh, project might not be something I want to do again. And that's okay. I I looked at the learning experience as just as valuable as if I were doing the exact right thing. You know what I'm saying? Um, So just, just to give people any sort of like, (laughs) you're okay. You don't have to have it all figured out by the time you're 20. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And there's like, there's so many examples of like, you know, Oprah like got fired so many times before she became Oprah and like Mm -hmm. found what she wanted to do and and you know vera wang like didn't uh design her first uh outfit until she was like 50 or something wow and i'm like yeah because there's there is so much pressure like you were saying Mm -hmm. like i remember so much pressure in high school of like where are you going to college what are you going to do with your life what's your career going to be? And I was like, I don't know. I'm 17. I have Mm -hmm. no idea what I want to do with my life. Like I want to go live and then figure it out. And, Mm -hmm. and, and even like after college and getting a job, I was like, I guess this is where I'm going to be. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like I don't have a passion for quality inspection of sheet metal parts, Mm -hmm. but that's where I am right now. And I guess this is where I'm going to be. Right. Um, And yeah, it's like, if, if you keep your eyes open and, and try things, uh, you will, you will often find your passions and it may not happen in your twenties. Yeah. It happen in your thirties. Um, mm-hmm. but like keep going. And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it. that's, that's very encouraging, especially for like, I, I guess I started my photography business at 25. Is mm-hmm. that right? 24, 25, something like that. Um, which felt super late to me. Right. 
Cause I was looking at other photographers who started at 17 or started mm-hmm. at 19 and they were already making six figures by the time they hit 25. And I was yeah. like, I made $6,000 this year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, exactly. uh, and yeah, it felt super behind, but that's, that's very encouraging knowing like, you know, you, you may not find your passions. Like we all have different paths and different timelines. And yeah. some of us, we find our passions early. Yeah. which is great. And others, we may follow some, like some little passion that might lead us to our life passion. Yeah, uh, exactly. Later on in life. And I think just to, I mean, not to get like super sappy and sentimental, but let's at do the it end of, at the end of, the, well, just like at the end of the day, like you have to also understand that like there've been times in my life where I've kind of thought like, I can't believe I wasn't doing this by like this age, or I can't believe I messed this up back then. Like I could have been progressing already in some sort of whatever it is, but you have to remember that a lot of times, like you have to give yourself grace, even like your previous self grace and just be like, you know what? Like my previous self, like did it did he or she did what they could you know at that point in their life and 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 there's so many influences and factors and privilege that plays into the narrative of who you are as a person and Mm -hmm. you know like i know people who you know they were in a situation where they got to be like i don't know like a millionaire by the time they're like 22 or something but what you have to also understand is like those people had circumstances they had um talents and abilities they had there were certain privileges they might have even had like um parents like parental guidance or even like some sort of mentorship guidance um that brought them to where they were like if you were in their shoes with the exact same um pandora's box of what, what they were given you probably would have performed the same so it's like you have to understand that there's so many different factors at play that 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 kind of mold into what shapes us and what makes us who we are and somebody who reaches a level of success when they're 25 and that you don't reach until you're 45 that's okay like that there's no like there's no one that's more superior than the other there's it's just literally i mean even when you think of the like the aspect of time Time. like the only thing that separates you mm. two is time <laughs> it's literally you it's almost like you can complete the same um level of success but the only thing that separates you is time and for some reason we think that like if time separates it that it's like less worthy and which is so ridiculous so right um i think people just have to kind of chill out and like give themselves a little bit of grace and there's some high achievers out there who just uh-huh. <laughs> if you're like myself just give yourself grace <laughs> <laughs> yeah give yourself grace and like uh know that maybe maybe 22 year old you um like needed to go through different lessons and yes. learn things before yes. given that that box of like this is where you can go to start this career like my wife and i talk about that like how because we didn't meet until we were like mid-20s yeah and we were like I wish we would have had more time together. Like it would have been cool if we met in, in high school or something. Yes. Cause we lived in the same town for a little bit. And, and I was like, but actually like who I was in high school mm. is not who I became mm-hmm. at 24. Exactly. 
And like, that would have been a different person. And she was a different person at that time. And maybe we wouldn't have uh, wanted to get to know each other or even be friends, but our life lessons uh, molded us into who we were whenever we met at the right time. Uh, And, you know, I, I come from like a, uh, a a very uh, like I was homeschooled and a Mm -hmm. very like small Christian uh, community. Mm -hmm. And, a lot of my friends were like marrying off at 17, 18, 19 years old. And I felt like this old dude at 22, yeah. like, I don't know, still right. haven't found anyone. I guess I'm never getting married. I don't know. Yeah. 2022. 20, uh, that's it for you, man. That's it. <laughs> Not, yeah. No prospects anymore. None, none whatsoever. I guess I will become a hermit and like raise dogs or something. I don't know. Oh, um, but yeah. Okay. Okay. So we talked about, um, uh, what, what it looks like to not have those, that alignment in your business and just kind of like the, the flailing, the overwhelm, the not feeling that joy and passion with what you have, what are some signs of, uh, or, or even like, how can you, if you do know your passion, if you're like, I like this, how can I align this with my brand mm-hmm. and move that forward? Yeah, I mean, I think that a lot of times people like to shy away from the things that make them unique. And they like to be like, oh, you know, what's working for everybody else? And what has been something that like, you know, I know somebody that I look up to does, and I want to do exactly that. And then they just kind of like follow in the footsteps of that person. Um, And I I can just to validate that a little bit, because there's a little bit of um, validity in that. So I'd say that's not all bad in the sense that it's good to find something that is sustainable and find something that like, you know, if you want to make a job out of it, that pays your bills and something that um, Mm -hmm. is, yeah, like just good to uh, sustain you. So if, for example, if you love photography, um, but you really like a line of photography that doesn't uh, really make money because no one's willing to pay for it, um, that's going to be a little bit more of an uphill battle to kind of like create a market for whatever that work is. Whereas if you were like, Hey, I know weddings pay the bills and I I like weddings quite a bit, then you can kind of go into that, um, and kind of tailor like, you know, what works for you slash what also is your passion. Um, but what back to my original point, I think certain people like to, um, take that too far and they just look at like, Oh, well this is lucrative or this is going to be, um, what works for everybody else. So prove positive that I need to be doing that. But at the end of the day, you have to understand that like the world has so much of the same already. And the world has so much of like, um, just regurgitated, especially in the art world. I think there's so much regurgitated recycled art that like if you can be different if you can find what like makes you different and what really lights you up in a way that maybe it doesn't light other people up that's a good thing that's a that's a like an asset to whatever your brand is and that can really um that can really set you apart like a lot of times even if there's like more of a niche market for it that can really be an incredible way to especially like grow a brand because there's not really a whole lot of people in your lane competing with you if you're if you're the only one in it you know what i'm saying 
Right. Um, oh, yeah. So I think people have to understand that um, be willing to push push the boundaries a little bit and be willing to kind of like take the pulse of like, what do you love to do? Like, what's like, what's something that you're passionate about that like maybe no one else is? Like, um, if you love weddings and you love shooting weddings, like, is there a side of like, is is there like a, a way you can shoot them in such a way that's different than other people? Or is there a way that you can like market your brand and build your brand that doesn't sound like what everybody else is doing? Um, so yeah, I think it, it does help being in touch with yourself and like being touch with in touch with like who are you as a person what is like the sauce the secret sauce that makes up your brand um and then just being able to really be confident in that and press into that and not think that you have to have someone else doing the exact same thing to validate what you do yes oh yeah and that's like speaking to 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 young john uh, like to to the heart for sure um and like you were talking about that like uh getting into something like if your passion is something that is maybe not lucrative Mm -hmm. and maybe not a lot of people do it like do that Um, and and it may turn out great like uh, a couple weeks ago i had uh, a photographer uh, tonka on she is a cat photographer yeah and she has marketed herself to being a cat photographer yeah and now she's like she was like, yeah, my books are closed. Like I, yeah. I can't take in more work because so many people are seeing these cat photos and be like, I want her to take my cat's photos. And like, <laughs> if you just that. asked me, like, is cat photography a lucrative business? I'd be like, I don't think so. Like, I mean, right. maybe I don't uh, like, but weddings, it's like, yeah, weddings are, you know, there's a lot of money there. I had uh, a minty who, um, she was, very interested in becoming a photographer but hadn't found her passion yet and wanted to get into weddings because it would pay the bills and maybe mm-hmm. she would like it and she did that for a couple of years and still does a few but that led her into finding boudoir mm. and then she was like this is my passion like right empowerment and going like these kind of like steamy photos that's mm-hmm. all her her thing now and now she's grown that business to where she's hardly doing any weddings anymore. Wow. And sometimes it's like, sometimes if you want, uh, want to keep going, like you can have like a, a side genre. That's your passion while you're, uh, paying the bills with yeah. a different genre. Yeah. Experimenting kind of like, Oh, maybe exactly. there's something here. I mean, it's the craziest yeah. thing. Like what makes, if you ever, it's so funny. If you ever want to like, uh, kind of get a pep talk for yourself or just a confidence uh, boost of like what things people are willing to pay for, just like watch shark tank and watch like what <laughs> business ideas people come up with. And yeah. then, you know, like they'll have like the randomest business idea. And then they'll be like, what's your sales today and they'll be like uh 2.2 million <laughs> and i'm just uh-huh. like okay i am in the wrong line of work apparently but it's so oh, crazy yeah. because like people legitimately will pay for the things that you never would have thought um so it it exactly to your point like you just never know like who would have known that like cat photography like i someone out there wants that someone out there was is willing to pay a price and again if you're mm-hmm. if you're in a lane of your own you have so much less competition and oftentimes that drives price up because your demand is higher so you never know exactly yep 
Oh, man, I love it. Okay, so before we wrap up, are there any last little tips or anything that you could give the the listeners to like move forward, kind of like a, a way to find those passions if they don't have them or a way to to really like dive deep, double down on their passions and their brand? Sure. I think, um, you know, the biggest, well, there's so many things I could say. Um, I'm just going to rattle off a few. So like, I think something that's really helpful is to really know and understand yourself and what is your, what are your strengths? And, and because I think a lot of times our strengths and our passions coincide because once we see that we're good at something, um, that oftentimes kind of reinforces that we'd like to do it and that, you know, we have a skill in that area. So, I think it's really good to just kind of notice like, hey, what are my strengths and what do I really love to do? And they can be very abstract. Um, Like I know for me, like when I first started in photography, I think something I knew a strength of mine was storytelling. I knew a strength of mine was connecting with people. I knew a strength of mine was art. I knew a strength of mine was was like um, capturing and even creating a moment that had like a feeling in it. So like once I kind of uh, started doing photography, it had almost like it was like it was already there. It was like, okay, yeah, I knew I was already good at these types of things. And the photography was almost like the answer that was going, it was inevitably going to come at some point, you know what I'm saying? Um, And if it wasn't photography, it would have been something very similar that manifests a lot of those different things that I love to do and that I'm good at. Um, You know, and then I think another thing is if you're not that great, because I know certain people aren't as introspective as others. So maybe you can like ask people around you that you really trust to give you an honest honest answer like hey what do you notice that um it really makes me light up and it really makes me passionate to talk about or it really makes me um yeah excited and and uh doesn't feel like as much work for me and i think if you if you consult the right people they will talk to you about it and they will answer you and um give you kind of like you know a little bit of pointers um And then I think it's also just kind of like being patient with yourself and being patient with the process and with the journey. You're not going to find everything. Um, again, you're not, it's probably not going to all come by the, by the time you turn 20, it might not even come by the time you turn 25. Like you, a lot of people, like it, it takes a while for them to really figure out what they're good at and what they love to do. Um, if there's any caution I would give, especially to a young entrepreneur, um, and this is just a caution I'd give to myself as a young entrepreneur, um, back in the days, like just don't make decisions based on what people and cultures and just like, yeah, like societal standards are putting on you um, because that's going to be the rabbit hole down to places that you you don't want to be in. And you don't want to make these decisions based on like all these societal pressures and these like um, relational pressures, because you are the only one that has to live with your decisions. No one else has to live with them. So if someone's giving you advice that doesn't feel aligned for you, that doesn't feel right for you, don't be so quick to be like, okay, well, I just have to make them happy. No, you have to 
live with the decision. So if they're a little bit upset that you're not going to college, or if they're a little bit upset that you're not going into the corporate world, or that you aren't, or, or that you're pursuing your hobby or your passion, um, that's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to make everybody happy, but you have to live with the decisions that you make. So do what's right for you. Do what you believe in. And I truly think that that's the way that's like the best way to um, kind of like have a compass for <laughs> where you're going instead of just always being like, I want to do what someone else tells me. I want to do what societal pressures tell me. Um, yes. So, yeah, I think that's probably that's probably what I'd give um, right off the bat. Yes. Oh, I love that. Like, I feel that uh, the, the societal pressures, I had a lot of that, like going into college. I didn't really feel like I needed to go to college. Same. I I, at the time I owned a, uh, like a t-shirt screen printing business yeah. and I was like, I could just like grow this, yeah. but instead I was like, no, like I'll get rid of this. Like I'll right. go do college mm-hmm. and I'll learn how to do something else because right. that's, that's what everyone else does. That's what <laughs> you're supposed to do. Right. And, uh, and I do like that. It seems like with this, like, you know, this next generation uh, with like Gen Z and even alpha, they're less of this is what society says. This is right. what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And more of this is what I feel is right. This is yeah. what I'm going to follow. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that's, that's a uh, really great advice to do that. And not mm-hmm. at like the detriment of yourself, like not like, right. you know, I, I feel like I need to go, you know, walk across the country because right. I saw that in a movie once. Um, right. And take wise counsel, take wise yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying to throw out the baby with the bathwater, but I think it's right. like making sure that you aren't just like, like, especially like do not. do not take like the hit for someone else's insecurity or someone else's like poor decisions in that they made in their life. Um, Because a lot of times that can be what's at play when someone tells you not to do something is it could be a them thing. It could be something in their past or in their journey that discouraged them that they failed at, that they didn't have the confidence to take the risk um, that they're trying to project now onto your story. So you have to be careful um, to not just like, take any advice from anybody <laughs> um make sure that you are weighing people and their advice and um uh act accordingly yes and that like ties back to our the very beginning of our conversation talking about external versus internal and like don't just listen to everyone right um because they're talking to you or even uh, oftentimes just at you yeah um, but like listen to yourself and sometimes that takes a little bit to be able to hear your voice. Yeah, uh, it's okay. A, a lot of a lot of just like focus and mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay, sweet Nathan, this has been so good. I have loved good. like all the like little side conversations too that we yeah. went on. Um, but okay, so before we kind of wrap up, you can let people know where they can follow you and everything. Um, there's a part of the show that I like to do where we talk about what we're loving this week. Um, could be, you know, a new movie, book, a TV show, a food, whatever. Um, is there something that you're loving this week? Oh, man. Um, let me think about that for a second. Cool. <laughs> oh, man, I, like I can I can I can share what I'm loving this week. You share while, first while and you, then I can think okay. about it while you're talking. <laughs> Sweet. OK, that sounds good. I I am loving um, houseplants. I know that sounds mm. very uh, 30s of me, but um, <laughs> but I am. I I've 
slowly has like started to get some i've always had like bad allergies and asthma mm. and stuff and we we're like you know what we're gonna get some house plants to better purify the air there's only so much that these allergen filters can do on our air conditioning unit mm-hmm. um and then i recently did a photo shoot in a greenhouse mm. um, and it was just so much greenery I and all that. the flowers and it was just is beautiful and i was like as we were going through and taking photos i was like okay i'm gonna need to come back down this aisle and pick up this uh before yeah. i go home For and real. like <laughs> i left with a bunch of little house plants and i stuff. love it uh, so yeah i'm loving those um and they're just i don't know there's something about greenery i love nature it's just a calming mm. thing and even just like in my background this snake plant i think is yep. what it's called i don't know the names yet i'm just like this one looks good i know uh, snake so plant, that's that. about it <laughs> yeah yeah that's about about my extent right now too um but yeah like that it's just it feels calming to me to have that greenery and yep. nature around I love that. So, so that's what I'm loving. I love it. I think that's so yeah. cool. That's like, it, I definitely am looking at like all my plants in the window too. I love it. It just yes. almost brings the outdoors inside and it's just, mm, it's good. Yes. Especially I, for, for us who are regularly at our computers for hours and yeah, hours. Exactly. Yeah. We need it. <laughs> we need it. <laughs> um, well, to that point, I honestly love going outside and taking a walk in the middle of my work day. That's literally something I've been loving doing. Um, and I can take like my dog out there. And so she loves it too. Um, but just like, you know, as I'm working and as, as we're just like grinding, 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 just like putting it all down and just being like, I'm just going to go take a walk and not taking your break on your phone. <laughs> But actually like going outside and getting some sunshine and um, actually, I don't know, just hearing the sounds of nature and just taking a walk. I love that. I love that. Okay, awesome. I I also love a good walk. Yeah, that was like uh, my whenever my wife and I started dating, that was our thing. Like we just went on walks for like two hours Mm. every day, just in the evenings. And it's good quality uh, time. It's great. Yeah, it's really good quality time. This summer has been uh, especially hot uh, here in Texas. So we're like, we're, we're dying for the fall to where we can go and not just like sweat within two minutes. I was there Uh, early in June um, mm. and it was hot. If it was like for a photo shoot and I was sweating. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) But okay, well, cool. Well, Nathan, where can people find you? Where can they follow along? Um, you know, uh, uh, follow your podcast, all those kinds of things. Yeah. So my, I like to show up on Instagram the most. Um, and I also am on TikTok. And um, both of the handles for that is going to be just my name at Nathan Chansky. And that's where you can find me like sharing tips, sharing just like my daily life, like all the things. Um, and then I also love to be in my podcast. My podcast is called passion with purpose and you can find that anywhere podcasts are streamed. Um, we'd love to have you guys hang out on Mondays and Wednesdays or new episodes every week. Um, and then, yeah, that's mainly where I hang out. My website is nathanchansky.co. Um, got some courses and some products on there that you can kind of dig around into. So that's, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, sweet. Yeah. And I'll have links to all that in the show notes as well. So y'all listening right now, just scroll on down. You can click over to Instagram really quickly. Uh, But yeah, and I I recommend following Nathan. Like your reels have been 
really good. Uh, <laughs> they're just I'm always always laughing at them. They actually side note your uh, your reels are working well because my wife uh, one of your reels just came up on her feed oh really and and like she sent it to me and she was like you need to have this guy on your podcast i was like (laughs) he is going to be my guest next week so (laughs) i feel like i already am (laughs) yes i am way ahead of you babe don't worry about it so yeah but um but yeah go go follow nathan um and i'll have all those links uh in the show notes thank you for listening to another episode of the light and dark photography podcast nathan shared so much great insight today on mindset changes and living a more positive lifestyle in addition to our topic of our passions. So if you know of a friend who would love this episode, please share it with them. Um, Or even sharing to your IG stories is amazing, and I really appreciate it greatly. As always, you can check out all the things in today's episode in the show notes at lightdarkco.com slash podcast slash 137. 137, I don't know what that was. One thirty eleven. This podcast was recorded in front of a live Facebook audience. Join us for the next live episode by joining the Light and Dark Photography Podcast Group on Facebook. You can follow the show on Instagram at Light Dark Co. Nathan is at Nathan Chansky, and you can find me at All Heart Photo. Subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, I will see you in the Facebook community. Bye. This is this is a weird episode where I have Ooh. no coffee. Uh, We're gonna get a whole new side of you. It's like <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> My energy is just gonna be like super low. So I'll Nathan, you're gonna have your to coffee. you're gonna have to keep I mean, us I'll going. Be your coffee. <laughs> okay, sweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nathan, you, you can be my coffee today. Um, sweet. I love who that's like that's like a like a uh almost like a term of endearment type thing. Like I could see that being like like a love letter to your spouse or something. Like you like nice, you are my coffee, a, you bring my energy. Title <laughs> slide <or something>. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you exactly. you are my coffee. Would yeah, you exactly. go to prom with me? That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.